welcome the listeners to this episode of Block Tales. The Block Tales podcast enters its second season here in 2018 with more interviews, stories, and experiences by today's industry leaders. The blockchain economy is getting more attention than ever before, and as your host of the Block Tales podcast, I strive to ask all of the right questions that you, the listeners, need to know. I recently had a chance to sit down for lunch with Alex Manea, Chief Security Officer at BlackBerry. You remember BlackBerry. They were the leader in the cell phone handset market until the rise of Apple and Android phones took the world by storm. However, BlackBerry is known for its unbreakable security, and recently BlackBerry has made a large bet in the connected car space. With car makers such as Jaguar, Land Rover, and Ford using BlackBerry's QNX software for navigation and infotainment services in new cars. BlackBerry also launched a cybersecurity tool called Jervis at the Detroit Auto Show that will help automakers find security flaws in their vehicles. Alex, how long have you been at the company and what do you as the CISO focus on? been with the company for 12 years now, um, all within BlackBerry Security, and really what I focus on is looking at what is BlackBerry Security strategy, what's the overall security market, and how can we stay ahead of the game, how can we stay ahead of not just hackers, but also our competitors. Tell me about the last 12 years of transition since you've been there at BlackBerry. Well, I, I think BlackBerry's really undergone a transition, especially over the past couple of years, right? Obviously, a lot of people, when they, th- they hear the word BlackBerry, they still think of the smartphones. The reality is we don't even make smartphones anymore. We've completely exited the hardware business, and we've really transformed ourselves into what we've always been best at, which is software and security. So over the past five years, under our new CEO, John Chen, we've transformed ourselves into very much a cybersecurity company, not just a cybersecurity company, but one of the top ones in the world. And so what we ultimately provide is a platform called BlackBerry Secure, which is all about securing the enterprise of things. So the the subset of the Internet of Things that connects to the enterprise. So we can secure everything from laptops and desktops to iOS and Android smartphones and tablets to new IoT endpoints. So for instance, we're working with with some smart glasses manufacturers to look at how do we secure those. Uh, We recently announced a partnership with uh, another manufacturer out of Europe called Punct um, to look at how do we secure their devices and how do they run on BlackBerry Secure. Um, The other big one that we're seeing a lot of growth in in our business is in the automotive sector. So we have a part of our company called BlackBerry Technology Solutions, which is uh, part of that is a company called QNX that we acquired about eight years ago, and they're huge in the auto market. So they are in over 60 million cars on the road, and they're really focused on looking at how do we secure the connected cars of the future, and how do we make sure that when we have self-driving cars, those self-driving cars don't start self-driving themselves into bad places. Absolutely. And in the automotive industry, the self-driving vehicles, as well as cybersecurity in the industry, is relatively young. So how do you anticipate change and stay ahead of your competitors? Well, so first of all, BlackBerry is not new to the cybersecurity game, right? If you think about it, we've been doing cybersecurity since the very beginning. Even when we were a phone company, we were very much known for having the most secure smartphones in the world. So really what we've done to to establish ourselves as a cybersecurity company is taken the same core technologies that we put in our phones and applied them to other devices. Um, But I do agree with you that I think the cybersecurity market in general is very young and it's growing very, very quickly. Um, And what I worry about there is there's a lot of new players coming into the market that are providing technologies that maybe are not the best technologies out there, right? And so for, for, for enterprises, I think they need to be very careful in terms of who they partner with on the cybersecurity side because what I see a lot of CSOs and CIOs doing is they're going, uh, you know, they're going to many different companies and creating a big mish 
mishmash of products within uh, within their solution. So they might have one company that they're using to manage their mobile devices, a different company to manage their laptops and desktops, a different antivirus company, a different firewall vendor, and it creates a lot of potential issues because security is only as strong as its weakest link. And if you're partnering with five, six, seven different vendors, some of which are smaller companies that might not be as trusted, um, you can potentially expose yourself to a lot of risk there. Great, but how does BlackBerry stay ahead of the market? So the, the, the biggest way that we stay ahead of the market is we really work directly with hackers. Um, we, you know, we have we hire hackers internally, white hat hackers, ethical hackers, and we basically give them free reign. We say, please hack our products and please tell us what our issues are. And I think that's a very different mindset than a lot of the market. A lot of the market is very scared of hackers, right? Oh my goodness, this hacker's coming after our product. We're going to send our legal team after them. That's, that's the mindset in a lot of the market. Our mindset is if you want to hack our product, go for it. We just ask that you work with us through what's called responsible disclosure, where you hack our product, you give us a reasonable amount of time to fix the issues, and then we give you full credit in a public forum, and you're welcome to then present those hacks at Black Hat. But that's really ultimately the way we work with hackers, and we find that really helps us stay ahead of the game because hackers come to us and they say, hey, we're looking at this new type of breach, we're looking at this new type of attack, and we can then work directly with them to figure out how do we fix that before it ever gets into the market. So there's more growth in cybersecurity than there was in the handset market. I, I think there's definitely a lot of room for growth in cybersecurity. I mean, the cybersecurity market is just growing so incredibly fast. Um, and ultimately, that's a response to the fact that we're seeing such a growth in hacks, right? So many more corporate data breaches, so many more public hacks. We're seeing nation-state level attacks. And I don't see that slowing down anytime soon, because if you think about what the next wave of technology is, it's really going to be IoT. It's going to be connected cars, connected fridges, connected thermostats, connected everything. And the more we take these devices, that we're, many of which were never really meant to connect to the internet and we connect them to the internet, the reality is as soon as you connect one of these devices to the internet, the hackers are going to start going after it. They're going to start trying to figure out how to hack it. And But the other thing I see as well is, you know, when somebody hacks your phone or they hack your computer, you're really worried about the data. You're worried about the, your privacy, which is very important. If somebody hacks your car, if somebody hacks your fridge, you're starting to think about your personal safety at that point. Uh, you know, we've seen high-profile hacks on cars. We've seen medical devices hacked. We've seen pacemakers and infusion pumps hacked and I think that's really going to change the threat model because people are going to start realizing if we don't secure these devices properly that's going to threaten our personal safety and public safety. Does BlackBerry assist with other industries? Let's say I'm a young entrepreneur and I have a medical device that I'm looking for a security overlay. Yep, yeah, absolutely. We, we work with all those different industries, the medical industry, the auto industry, the financial industry. Um, a lot of those industries are really new to this type of technology as well, right? You think about the average hospital these days, they're not necessarily thinking about how do we create a smart hospital. But the reality is a lot of these technologies are starting to be deployed today, and a lot of uh, the smarter hospitals that I'll, I'll, I'll say are starting to come to BlackBerry and say, can you help us secure our networks? Can you help us secure our data? Um, so I definitely think that we're seeing a lot of these kind of more traditional industries getting into the tech sector and reaching out to companies like BlackBerry to really help with security. You know, Alex, one of my favorite topics of conversation clearly is blockchain since it's taking the world uh, by storm. And I was wondering if you could tell me a bit about BlackBerry and blockchain. BlackBerry and blockchain. So let me talk about blockchain in general, because blockchain is a, a fantastic piece of technology. Um, I, as a nerd, as somebody who 
who uh, knows a little bit more that I like to think than the average person about blockchain. I love the technology. I think it's very cool. It's all based on cryptography. Uh, it's very well done and it's very secure. Uh, one of the uh, things that I think is a lot of people misunderstand about blockchain is they think it's anonymous. It's not really anonymous. In fact, by definition, it's a public ledger. It's really more pseudonymous. Um, I really see blockchain as a foundational technology. It's not something that is going to necessarily be implemented anytime soon, not necessarily in the next five years or so. But I think if we look 10, 20, 30 years down the road, it's definitely going to create the foundations for new types of uh, new types of infrastructure, new types of technology. So from our perspective, we're very excited about blockchain and we're definitely investigating it. But we really look, when we look at the short-term applications of blockchain, they're very much focused on cryptocurrency, which is obviously not our core business model. But we're definitely talking to our enterprise customers and we're definitely looking at ways to deploy blockchain to help them out in the future. Alex, could you expand a little bit further and talk about um, BlackBerry's role in assisting industries in, uh, in blockchain, like supply chain management or manufacturing? Yeah, yeah, sure. So in terms of BlackBerry's role there, what we're really trying to do is creating a secure route of trust within the manufacturing environment. So if you think about what is it that really made BlackBerry smartphones so secure, a lot of people think about kind of the encryption technologies and the apps and, and the OS, but really the route of trust was actually embedded in the hardware. So every time a BlackBerry smartphone was manufactured, we actually injected keys right into the hardware. And that's exactly what we're working on right now with the auto industry, with the medical industry, with other industries, is taking the that Certicom technology that we have and using it to, to inject these authentication keys into the hardware and creating that root of trust built into the hardware. Meaning that that root of trust then authenticates, do, does what's called the chain of trust and it authenticates the firmware, which authenticates the operating system, which authenticates the apps. Meaning that we now have a fully trusted device rather than what often happens in the market today, which is an app trying to manage another app. And we've seen some examples of where that really doesn't work, especially when a device gets root. So what we're really trying to do is, again, embed the root of trust right into the manufacturing process. The other nice thing about that is it no longer matters where you're manufacturing physically around the world. Uh, you know, a lot of people are very worried about, well, what if I manufacture in this country which has these different regulations, what happens then? Well, as long as you embed the root of trust within the hardware, it doesn't matter where you're physically manufacturing anymore, which is a huge business advantage for a lot of our partners. So how does BlackBerry assist companies if they only need one part of the BlackBerry offering? Well, so ultimately what we try to do is try to be very flexible in terms of our offering. So our overall offering, BlackBerry Secure, we believe is, is the most secure offering out there and the most holistic offering out there. But at the same time, you're right, certain industries, they only want one part of that offering. So I'll use the example of the auto industry. The auto industry is obviously very complex, and we work with many different parts of the auto industry. We work with the OEMs, we work with Ford, for instance, we work with a lot of the car manufacturers, but we also work with a lot of the tier ones. We work with Bosch and Denso. Uh, and then we also look at, for autonomous driving, for instance, how do we create a secure platform and let others build on top of it? So we've recently announced new partnerships with NVIDIA, with Delphi, with Baidu, where they've actually selected our QNX operating system as the secure basis for their autonomous driving platform, and then they're building the autonomous capabilities on top of it. So it, it's really a, a very kind of, uh, you have to approach every market in a different way. Alex, where do you see BlackBerry's largest growth opportunity um, in terms of geography, so the United States, Europe, China? 
Um, I think I think we're seeing growth in all the different markets. Um, I think obviously the Asian market is is huge and it's got a lot of potential for us, but we don't really break it out that way. From our standpoint, we see different markets looking for different things. And, and I'll give you a great example. So uh, in December of last year, I actually had a chance to travel around Southeast Asia. And I had a chance to go to Australia and Singapore and Indonesia as well. And it's really fascinating how, as North Americans, we often think of the Asian market as a single market, but really there's so many different markets out there. When you look at Singapore, Singapore, I would argue, is the most advanced market when it comes to IoT and smart cities. So they're really looking at how do we secure these IoT devices. Um, whereas if you look at a market like Indonesia, for instance, Indonesia is still very much focused on the smartphones themselves. And they're very much focused on how do we secure these smartphones and how do we deploy enterprise mobility management solutions. Um, so every market is different and we're ultimately having to approach the market in different ways. We're going to take a short break. I'm speaking with Alex Manea, Chief Security Officer at BlackBerry, and I am your host, Tony Sklar. You are listening to a Blocktails podcast with more interviews, stories, and experiences in the technology world today. Fintech Connector is the first exclusive online membership community that connects local fintech entrepreneurs and startups with global professionals, thought leaders, and investors. Our, our mission statement is really that we want to revolutionize the way that fintech enablers, and those enablers are thought leaders, subject matter experts, professionals, investors, connect with innovators. Those innovators are the fintech startups, the fintech entrepreneurs. Connector, um, when we connect the startups, innovators with enablers, there's that analytical algorithm that's going to match them up automatically and then they're going to have that opportunity to enter this space and the innovators are going to be able to take their skills, teach them the process and help them so that they can add value to their startups. And that's the heart, heartbeat of the, of the innovator and community aspect of FinTech Connector. And then the, the professionals are people like us who've had you know, a, a lot of experience in business that can help them help the innovators then see their way through to um, becoming really successful. We're now in 20 cities, 16 countries. I think that's what FinTech Connector is about. It's about connecting all these jurisdictions and these locations through the, um, the, the FinTech Connector community and platform. And, mm -hmm. and there's Dubai and, and Bahrain and, and, and this is Berlin. So it's at fintechconnector.com. And if you click on the right-hand corner, there's a little green sign-up button. Just click on that and to help take that innovation from an idea or an MVP to that next serious level. And that's where the diamond in the rough eventually becomes a fintech unicorn. Welcome back, listeners, to this episode of Block Tales, where I am having the pleasure of speaking with Alex Manea, Chief Security Officer at BlackBerry. Alex, why don't you tell me a little bit about the quantum computing community there in Waterloo, where BlackBerry is headquartered? Sure. Yeah, so Waterloo actually has a huge quantum community. Uh, we have our Institute for Quantum Computing. We've got uh, a, a number of different kind of buildings and institutions funded by, in fact, some of the founders of BlackBerry. And quantum is actually a very interesting technology because ultimately it has the, the potential to shift the balance of power, um, not just in computing, but in security as well. If you look at the future of quantum computing, the idea behind quantum computers is that they're eventually going to be able to 
uh, be exponentially faster than normal computers, exponentially faster than the computers that we have today, which is great in many different fields. It's great in fields like mathematics and logistics and uh, you know, we're going to be able to solve problems, brute force problems, that we were never able to brute force. The problem is we're also going to be able to brute force encryption keys. We're going to be able to brute force most encryption algorithms. So one of the things that we're starting to look at um, is how do we make quantum-resistant cryptography to basically get ahead of the market there. Uh, now, the other challenge with quantum computing is nobody really knows when it's going to become a reality, right? There's obviously quantum computers out there, but they have so few qubits right now that they're not nearly as powerful as normal computers. So the big question with quantum is, are quantum computers going to be a reality in 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Nobody really knows, but in the security community we know that whenever they come on board we need to be ready. And so then what uh, does BlackBerry do to be ready for quantum computing? It's it's a tough one, right? Obviously you don't want to allocate your, the majority of your resources there, but at the same time you do want to start looking at it, right? So at BlackBerry, we've already started looking at it. We're already ahead of the curve there. We're actually one of the few companies out there that are really actively looking at it and looking at quantum-resistant cryptography. But to us, we're really, I mean, our entire corporate identity is built on being the most secure solution out in the market. And whenever the quantum computing comes on board, we want to make sure we're there and we're ready. So Alex, tell me, what are some of the challenges that a CISO at BlackBerry will have in the near future? So, so the challenges that a CISO at BlackBerry or at any company is going to have in the near future is going to be dealing with the influx of new IoT devices in the enterprise. That's ultimately, to me, the biggest threat to the enterprise because we've gotten pretty good at managing laptops and desktops and servers and routers. We've been doing that for 20, 30 years. We're getting better at managing uh, smartphones, right? So iOS, Android. Um, where I think the industry is still struggling is in terms of IoT devices. You know, when I come down here to Wall Street, for instance, and talk to the major banks, a lot of them basically say, you know, we've got a great plan in place for uh, smartphones, mobile uh, devices, and laptops, desktops. They don't really know where to start when it comes to IoT. Um, and so one of the things that, that I think is going to be very important is creating some standards around that, making sure that IoT devices that connect into the enterprise that are going to create this enterprise of things can be remotely managed, can remotely accept software updates, can have these basic levels of security that we take for granted in our phones and our computers. Maybe you can expand a little bit on the challenges of getting skilled labor or new talent in the cybersecurity market. Uh, huge challenges, huge, huge challenges across the industry. Um, I'm particularly lucky and we're particularly lucky at BlackBerry because a lot of people want to come work for us because they know about our security reputation and they want to work for a great security company. But the reality is, and, and the numbers show this, is that the, um, the unemployment rate in cybersecurity around the world is essentially zero right now, meaning that there are no qualified cybersecurity professionals that are sitting out there looking for jobs. Um, and so I think part of what we need to do a better job of as a society is training these new types of cybersecurity professionals so that we can have a larger workforce because there's going to be this bigger and bigger gap between the number of cybersecurity professionals needed and the number available on the market. I, I think in general we need to improve our education curricula when it comes to cybersecurity. There's very few uh, tertiary institutions, universities, even high schools that are really teaching cybersecurity. The biggest thing that I see right now and the biggest gap is a is a misunderstanding of cybersecurity fundamentals. Um, I work with
with a lot of security professionals across the industry. Some of them are fantastic, but some of them honestly don't necessarily understand the fundamentals. So things like making sure you, you authenticate all connections, making sure that you uh, always look at the weakest link, making sure that you understand that cybersecurity is about economics, right? Making sure that you understand, okay, these are your assets, this is the value of your assets, this is the value to the attacker, therefore this is how much you should be spending to protect those assets. I really see a lack of that fundamental understanding within the industry and that's actually what I spend a lot of my time doing is just educating people. In many ways I end up being a teacher both internally to BlackBerry and also externally making sure that they understand those fundamentals because I was very lucky I was taught by the founders of BlackBerry Security that understood those fundamentals very well. Alex, maybe you could talk about application development and open platforms as a member of the ecosystem. Well, so, so application development companies are obviously extremely important within the ecosystem. And I think there's a couple things to consider there. First and foremost, you need to create a secure platform so that those application development companies can build on top of that. Um, I see a lot of, of, of other vendors kind of create a platform in general that's totally open and, and totally free for third-party developers to build whatever they want on top of. Um, I do think there needs to be some structure there with regards to security because I think it's totally unfair to expect a small... Uh, you know, a small shop out of Silicon Valley to understand encryption algorithms, to understand how to properly manage keys, to understand handshakes, those types of things. So um, I think for, for us as the big companies, right, the Blackberries and the Googles and the Apples and the Microsofts of the world, we really need to build these secure platforms so that small development shops then don't have to necessarily worry about security and they can focus on doing what they do best, which is uh, addressing specific use cases, creating a great user experience, all those types of things. I don't think it's fair for us to basically say, security's your problem now, go. Alex, how does BlackBerry service the uh, mom and pop shops that are on limited budgets? How can they partner with BlackBerry? So, so the thing to understand with BlackBerry is we have our BlackBerry Secure platform, which obviously we offer to the large enterprise and stuff, but we also have smaller services that we can offer to smaller mom and pop shops. So for instance, uh, we have a cybersecurity consulting division. And what that can really help with mom and pop shops is basically putting into place a security architecture inf and infrastructure that makes sense, which may or may not include BlackBerry products, right? We're perfectly happy to work with third-party products. But ultimately what we can do is go into mom and pop's shop and say to them, okay guys, this is how you build a security architecture, these are your key entry points, this is what you need to lock down, and that becomes a lot more affordable and reasonable for a mom and pop shop rather than necessarily deploying the entire BlackBerry Secure platform. So BlackBerry aims to be one of the key players behind the fast-growing Internet of Things, right? Many, many new devices are being conceptualized, MVP'd, produced, if you will. So what, what, uh, what should we think about? Um, to me, the biggest thing you need to think about is you need to think about security and you need to think about integrating into your security into the product from day one. The biggest, the single biggest mistake that I see a lot of young dev shops do is they basically say, okay, we're going to deploy this product out into the market today, no security whatsoever, we'll add security in version two. And I can tell you, having spent eight years as a product manager, we'll add it in version two as code for, yeah, it's not going in. So, and, and I, I honestly, I see that happening a lot in the IoT space. Uh, 
um, I spoke at CES a couple months back, and uh, CES had you know hundreds of and hundreds of different IoT vendors, and their mindset was basically let's take this everyday device, connect it to the internet, exchange some data, and see what cool things we can uh, do with it. Most of them aren't even thinking about security, and by the time they start thinking about security, I worry that it's going to be too late because they're going to have n versions of the product in market that they can't do software updates to that have no security and that are actively getting hacked and making their company look bad. You know, Alex, the goal to increase operational efficiencies is a key concern for managers around the globe, and asset tracking is a fundamental component for reducing loss. So maybe as our last question, you could tell me about BlackBerry Radar and how that can help. Yep, so we have a solution called BlackBerry Radar, which is all about basically tracking containers and tracking uh, tracking things going around. So it's actually a physical hardware product that you can put on a container, and it uploads all of the data to the secure BlackBerry cloud and lets you track where that product and where that container is going. And obviously in the transportation industry, this is huge, and it can also be applied to the shipping industry. It can be applied to airports as well, because airports want to know exactly where are these containers, where is this luggage, where all, are all these different things. So, um, you know, we have a lot of different solutions that, that, uh, that go through a lot of different industries. You've been listening to an interview with Alex Manea, Chief Security Officer at BlackBerry. I'm your host, Tony Sklar, and you've been listening to Blocktails. Here at Far From TV, we deliver business and technology news, data and insights, as well as opinions from top industry leaders on what's hot and what's wrong with today's technology ecosystem. You can follow us on Twitter at FarFromTV and please find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And don't forget about WeChat. You can find all of the Far From TV podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And when you find us and listen, please don't forget to give us a rating and a review. Your support means a lot to us and we value your feedback. If you wish to send us a note, which you can do so on any of the social media platforms where you find us. And if you'd like to send us an email, please go right ahead and email us at info at farfrom.tv. That's I-N-F-O at farfrom.tv.